the college football experience week three preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience week three preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. No one touches Dundee. And I'm joined. I'm back from Las Vegas starting to get energy again after just a week of death. Uh, give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Hello. You play to win the game. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. And third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, guys? How we doing? Oh, life is good, brother. There you go. Here you go. I'll give you some, some, some. What should I give you right now? Let's yeah, crank me up, man. I need some energy. This is a little epic energy for you. I know, Mike. epic energy. He this wants to gotta get cranked up. Now he's gonna crank off just listening to this uh, hero music. 
I'm ready to pick some winners. Let's do this. Yeah, man. You said you need some energy. What's going on over there? Huh? You had a tough week this uh, past I week or what? Busy day at work. Uh, East coast. Uh, you guys are late as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Crame dog and, and green. were in the studio. We couldn't pull it off earlier. Oh, oh. Hey, hey, I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't know the bosses. Okay. It's, it's no problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, now here we are guys. I'm fresh back from Vegas. Um, you know, clay Helton is jobless. And I do believe I predicted this back in July. I said, if they lose, I think I said by week three or four, they're going to pull the plug on clay Helton. I got to go back, find that clip. Cause I'm feeling like a fucking genius. All right. I am impressed if that is true because, uh, that was very early as far as I was concerned. Well, they dressed up that San Jose State game. Yeah. To to the blind eye, if you didn't watch that game, you think, oh, they just destroyed San Jose State. That was a 17 to 7 game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they make it look 31 7 or something. You're like, oh, they fucked them up. No, that was a game. Before Starkle threw that pick six. Which, you know, yeah. against San Jose State last year, or if they're the same team they were last year, then even 17 to 7 is not that bad. But when, when you're USC, you're supposed to, yeah. and you're in the Coliseum. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think we mentioned the, the the possibility that they could have lost to San Jose State, and if that happened, he would have got the axe. So, I mean, we were you know in the ballpark, right? Yeah. It was it was it was a week later. They were what like a 17 point favorite or something, or two weeks later. Yeah. Uh, so we knew that it was very possible. If USC dropped a game that they should have won, and hey, you're at home and you're you're favored by 17, I'd say you should win that. Hundred percent, a hundred percent, and now he is gone. And Patty C took the over as one of his locks. I wonder if he's a bit worried about that USC win total over. <laughs> should be. Some of my <laughs> other ones are looking good, but that one not so much. I'm a bit nervous on the Notre Dame over. I yeah. can tell you that. Yeah, they might lose their next nervous. three games. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, definitely, you should be. And uh, some injuries, like uh, how about BC's quarterback going down? Ooh, yeah, that's a dagger. But have they uh, announced how long? Because I was looking for that, and I thought it. I thought it said that that it was a negative. Yeah, it, I guess it's not going to be for the season, but I think he's still out for you know a good stretch. You know, multiple games, probably four or five games. He's probably coming back maybe November or something. You know, uh, so he's going to be out a while. Then uh, what? Uh, Minnesota's running back, their best player goes yeah. down. That could that could that could hurt the uh, overall that, Golden Gophers. That's a really dangerous one. Kansas they, State, Kansas State, their quarterback. I mean, Skyler that's huge Thompson. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that you, you feel horrible just because that's that guy's second time having that in, in that injury. That was a non-contact injury, uh, and and, and they go from a team that's probably like a contender in the, in the Big Twelve to make you know possibly making the Big Twelve championship to. I don't know that quarterback yeah, tier three. Yeah, in the Big 12. yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're two and zero right now, but they, they had to eke that thing out with him against Southern Illinois. With yeah. The backup I, think, in. I mean, we'll get to that game, you know, coming up the K state game, but I, I believe they lost like the last four or five games of the year last season with the backup will Howard in. So yeah. maybe he's improved. I think he was a freshman last year. Potentially. I'm not positive. He, he was young. So maybe one more year under his belt. He won't be quite as bad as last year, but that offense really came to a screeching halt without uh, Thompson in there. So that's that over is not looking at, I mean, especially they start off with, with the win over Stanford. They're looking good. I'm feeling good over five and a half. No problem. Maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So what else do we got before we dive into this week's slate last week? Uh, we all did decently. Patty C had a great week. Terrell Furman. He was on fire again, finished top 10. Me and NC Nick did not finish top 10, but I had a winning record. Boom. Nick, what'd you do? Yeah, man. I was winning uh yeah, above 500. And I think I might've had the best lock record out of all of us. I think I was six and three on locks. There we go. If I'm not mistaken. Nice. So all in all, you know, you're picking every game. I want to get that percentage back up, you know, North of 60%, but it was a decent week. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's a killer week hitting two thirds of your locks. Don't be, don't be modest. Throw the dick in the air, Nick. <laughs> well, you know, I said locks. I'm cool with that, but I wanted to get that overall percentage a little bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. What well, man, we got high standards over here. All right. That's true. I think week three is the best week so far this season, as far as matchups go. All right. Not during the week, but in general, like the actual slate of games. Really? I do. The best games? Better than one and two week one and two in my opinion. I think week one. I think week one might be better personally. Yeah. Well, you were entertained by that Miami, Alabama game? Yeah, I, I bet I bet Bama. <laughs> Dude, I think this week is way better. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. Uh Thursday night. The Ohio Bobcats come in at Coming down to Lafayette, where Ohio, by the way, zero and two, just lost to FCS Duquesne. Frank Solich, his absence has <sighs> been felt. Yeah, um, understatement. They're about to get smacked. This line is currently at twenty. Shop around. I do see a nineteen and a half out there. Um, Louisiana, a bit of a disappointment, and that twenty-point loss to Texas looking worse. After Texas took a twenty-point I mean, loss to Louisiana, Arkansas. barely beat an FCS last week too. Yeah, by Nichols, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna ride Louisiana though. I think Ohio's a mess right now. They yeah. they're doing the two quarterback system, I believe. Right, they're going back and forth between Rourke and Rogers. The UNLV transfer. I'm I'm gonna ride Louisiana to to get things right at home in Lafayette on Thursday. Nick. I disagree. I like it. Right off the bat, we're disagreeing. Uh, perhaps if you watch some NFL, you just saw Elijah Mitchell, rookie running back for the 49ers, run for over 100 yards in his first game ever. Well, the Raging Cajuns miss him because right now their their rushing attack is 119th in the nation. Oof. I look, Ohio's offense is bad. They're overall their 104th best. Louisiana's isn't very good either. They're 78th best, and the, that rushing attack is doing absolutely nothing. When both teams have bad offenses, I will gladly take 20 points. Ohio is a mess. You're right, but I don't know. I'm hoping they can keep it within, you know, 14, 17 or so. Well, you, you know, what makes uh, the Ohio like perception a little off is that yeah, uh, they lost to Duquesne, but Duquesne kind of gave TCU a, a little bit of well, trouble at the start of that game. Should have been in the FCS playoffs. They're they got, they got upset. Year. They got upset in the uh, NEC championship if memory serves me correct. Yeah, and then yeah. Syracuse also looked pretty decent against uh Rutgers at least. So, you know, I don't think Ohio is maybe as bad as we think they are, which is really really bad, but I don't think they're good. Um that said, 20 points Louisiana should cover even though they're definitely not as good as we thought they were going to be. Riding with the Cajuns, a little bit of a letdown. Hop on board over here compared to what we thought this game was going to be in the preseason. But you know what? I am riding with the Cajuns. There we go. Another uh, obviously we have the Giants Redskins Thursday night game, and then there is Alabama A and M 
Bethune Cookman. We don't have a line yet, but just know that you will have other gambling options. Football is out there. An FCS matchup with the Keel Glass, a really good quarterback at Alabama A and M. Uh, Friday. Friday. I now this game I think is a good game. This is what I'm saying. Like these matchups here, like a UCF travels to uh, what formerly was known as Papa John Stadium. Yeah, and racist, which we, you have, racist stadium. You have renamed <laughs> the Shack. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm calling it the Shack now. And why? Why was that Shack is the new Shack's spokesman? Shack's the new of spokesman of Papa, Papa John, John's. So it should be the Shack. Live at the Shack. Yeah. All right. It's got perfect. A ring to it. I mean, it sounds cool, but I don't know if you want your stadium to be. I mean, a, a shack is kind of you know has a bad connotation to it. Like it's a, a, a you know it's falling apart. It's run. It's ran down. I don't know really? if that's really what they're going after. You got that what B fifty two song Love Shack, right? It's the Louisville Shack. It's almost love. <laughs> it's Love Shack. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, All right. UCF's laying a touchdown, and and I was making this point to Patty C. Uh, on Sunday, I don't know if I can't tell if Ole Miss is for real because of how bad Louisville was playing. Like Louisville was not impressive to me against Eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yes, they won thirty to three. All right, but this was a you know kind of a like in the first half this was a, a game. Like this is Eastern Kentucky. You should blow this team out. I get it. You still won by twenty seven. But uh, it was a little closer than needed to be, in my opinion. Majority of that game, I, I'm not. I've not been impressed by Louisville, so I don't know that what that means for Ole Miss. But I can tell you this: UCF at Louisville. I did get it at seven and a half, and I rode Louisville, just hoping that Satterfield has fixed this and UCF's hitting the road for the first time under Malzahn. I don't feel great about my seven and a half. It's at the line is at seven now. Nick, what are you doing? Well, I don't feel great about it either, but you know, I wasn't buying into Louisville in the off season when you were hyping them up. I'm, I'm definitely not buying into them now. If you, if you're asking me, who do I have more confidence in at this point in the season? It's it's central Florida. You know um, if you throw out that first quarter against Boise, you know, they've played what uh, seven really good quarters of football. And uh, I think they can go in to Louisville to the shack and get a dub by about 10 points or so. I think that uh, Northwestern transfer Isaiah Bauer is really contem uh, I can't talk here. He's complimenting the passing attack. He's already ran for over 230 yards in two games and five touchdowns. And I was on Ole Miss when they played Louisville and uh, I'm going to continue fading Louisville and go UCF. I'm right. you see, but this would be another bad look for the ACC, which uh, guys, I know ACC, <laughs> ACC, Nick over here. Uh, I mean, I should just do have you do a segment on on one like the the floor is yours on ACC football right now. I I mean the floor is where exactly where ACC football is right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a rough a rough start to the season, and I'm not sure if things are 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 going to improve because you know like we mentioned, there's been already been a couple injuries uh, with with key players on teams in the conference and uh, Louisville for one. I mean, I. I guess some people had, you know, hopes that they could uh, be above 500 and go bowling. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to happen for them. And they're just one of these ACC teams that is, you know, stuck in mediocrity basically. Yeah. Patty C what are you doing with seven points? Uh, you know, there's a home dog catching seven at the shack. <laughs> I'm a lot more confident that uh, central Florida gets this done than you guys are. Uh, they did take it to Bethune Cookman. Like we know that uh, granted they're not a, a great squad, but they have won seven games in the last 
each of the last three full seasons they played. So they're a winning team at the FCS level. And then Boise, like we said, pretty good. And, and if it wasn't for that first quarter that uh, Nick was talking about, then yeah, maybe this is actually a really good team. And that's what they have been in the past. Louisville looking suspect. I even think they dressed that score up a little bit against Ole Miss. Um, and then, like you said, really didn't do much against Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. So I, a seven points seems like a shoe, a shoe in to me. Oh, sounds like lock. Material. Sounds like a lock. Do, it's do, close. Do I need to, do I need to cue the music Peer pressure me into locking this? I was thinking about it. Should I do what it? You a pussy? There it is. All you got to do is tell me I'm a pussy and uh, <laughs> the lock is the lock is in. All right. Patty. See, this is, th- th- this is, this is your lock music. All right. Uh, what should I give you? What should I, uh, how about this? What are you chicken McFly? Yeah, I, I need that one. <laughs> this is a, uh, I don't know. What what should we do as a lock music? Let's do Patty C's lock music as as a nice where the fuck Come on. Come on, DJ, hit us. I'm trying. Here we go. Spin it, spin it, DJ. Yeah, okay, I like it. I like it. I can deal with that. Let me tell you what. The greatest peer pressure though. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Anyone says that one. It's a good one. You got a drink right there. Yeah, exactly. Um Okay. Friday night we got we got like I said UCF at Louisville the second game are we are we on the verge of, of Mike Loxley being three and zero Maryland travels to Champaign where Patty sees a lion eye that offense is just as dog shit as I thought it would be <laughs> uh, but however Mike Loxley making me just eat a, 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 a steady sandwich of shit. Um, uh, what do we got here? They're laying seven. The road dog or road road favorite again. Maryland favored by seven. Um, I am seeing a seven and a half out there too. Actually, yeah, I'm seeing seven and a half most at most places. So we'll pick it at seven and a half here. I'm gonna ride Maryland because I don't know. I don't think Illinois has enough offense. I know it sounds crazy. Like Terrell Furman was giving me shit saying, dude, you're taking Mike Loxley more than a touchdown favorite on the road. He's got a good point, man. <laughs> uh, we got to get old Loxley out of our head. It's a new day. Well, I, I think the real story here isn't Maryland. I think the real story is Illinois offense. Yeah. So I, Peter I'm, should be back. If that even matters, which I'm not sure if it does, <laughs> I think he's better than Satowski, but it, you know, probably not by that much. Yeah, I agree. Um, Give me Maryland. I'm going to take Maryland. I don't feel great about this. Let me ask you this. Bet the bet the half point. Get it down. Uh, get it down to seven. Little hook scares me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, dude, uh, was that score a little deceptive in the Virginia game? Virginia got off. I don't know if it was. Virginia. No, made, it was deceptive as Virginia would have scored more. Did you not watch the game? I watched some of it. They missed it took field goals. A while to pull away though. But Virginia yeah. kept missing field goals. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's true. They did miss a couple. Um, yeah, it did take a while. I mean, that's still that game was still very much like competitive into the third quarter. So, uh, I think that Illinois and I do think Virginia and Maryland. Virginia is probably better than Maryland, but I don't know. Maryland's just looked pretty good so far. Probably better. No, they're better than Maryland. No, Are you kidding me? We keep we keep doubting Maryland. Uh, I mean, Virginia as a state is definitely better than Maryland, but <laughs> as a football program, I don't know. I, no, I'll take Bronco Mendenhall against Mike Loxley a thousand out of a thousand times. True. Uh, look, they doubled up them on yardage. Are you kidding me? Come on. This is this, Virginia pretty much doubled them up on yard. Yeah. I mean, this was a Ooh. pretty, pretty safe. I mean, they had almost 600 yards of offense against Illinois. Okay. Nick, Nick, what did you say it was? What was your uh, pick on this one? 
Yeah, I'm gonna go Maryland too, but you know, just you know, proceed with caution when betting on Loxley, and and maybe you know, I was cautious about both games because uh, you know you, you don't like to take two road favorites by a touchdown, you know, in in primetime games, and that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Central Florida and Maryland, so I don't feel great about that. But it's hard to bet on the Illini right now. We're not sure who Maryland is. Yeah, you know, in a couple of weeks we might be saying, ah, you know, Loxley tricked us again. They, you know, they suck. They did this a couple of years ago when they started out like three and zero, and they s- demolished every right. team they played, and then they right. lost every other game by fifty. And right. that included that, that a is, shutout blowout of uh, Howard as well. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a that's a distinct possibility. But they also have a much higher ceiling than the Fighting Illini, and we kind of know who Illinois is, and they're just not a very good football team right now. So with that said, I, I'm not going to bet this personally, but my lean would be to take the Terps minus seven and a half. I mean, they they beat a two and zero or two and one Nebraska team who gave it to Buffalo. Buffalo gave it to who? Week one, uh, Wagner. So I mean, <laughs> but I don't know. It's all confusing right now. There's too much I mean, data that and once again, no, Nebraska outgained Illinois. Like that was an outlier. That w- result was an outlier. That was Nebraska hurting itself more than it was Nebraska losing okay. to Illinois. Okay. Um. Anyway, all right. I want to tell folks out there that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, college basketball, and more. They got just absolutely great promos. Odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win. So if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Get this. A risk-free thousand-dollar sports bet. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app now, or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to start winning today. Um, we we dive into Saturday here, and like I said, I, this is why I think it's the best the best uh, lineup uh, that we've had thus far in the college football season, and a lot of it has to do with with rivalries. Virginia Tech. Travels two and zero and two and zero against the spread. Travels to Morgantown, West Virginia, where the Mountaineers are laying three. It was two and a half earlier in the week. It's at three now, guys. Why am, is this going that direction? I am all over WVU. Are you really? I am. I think haven't had fans in a year, over a year. You're gonna get this thing done. I think they're gonna grab the win. I know. In the last 10 matchups, Virginia Tech, I believe, seven and three against West Virginia. However, they haven't played with the exception of that uh Will Greer game in 17, I believe, and at, at that stupid, stupid game in uh at FedEx. Uh, FedEx. Um they haven't played in a long time prior to that. So I'm on West Virginia. I think Neil Brown makes a statement here. Uh Virginia Tech struggled in the first half against Middle Tennessee. It was a 14-7 game at halftime. There's been, I haven't seen a complete game from that offense. Their tight end, James Mitchell, who was on the NFL radar is out for the year point. I am going to take West Virginia and, and I, I feel pretty darn good about this one. This one very well could be a lock. And here we go. Morgantown, you'll always be 
Country Roads is available. This is why. I see that. This is why. This is why, right here. Pittsburgh Panthers, a bunch of wimps. They ain't got no guts. Nice. Kobe digging them up. Did you have to end it early? I was, I was just well, getting into that. I actually, I actually did have to because uh, he calls. Uh, you know, you Penn, want to pay for the the, the royalties? <laughs> no, he calls Penn State. Uh, you know, oh, a derogatory. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh sexual reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I will so be listening I, to I, that I, song I, in my free time. <laughs> uh, so I had, I had to cue that. To yeah, I had to like kill that, that thing. It's just hilarious, but. All right. Well, uh, guys, I love West Virginia in this spot. I feel pretty darn good about this. It, it's not a lock yet, but by Saturday, it might just be a lock. Wow. Nick, where are you going here? I'm with you on, on this one. And, and you know, especially if you can get it under a field goal, which I know it opened at, but it's probably too late for that. You know, I, I think with Virginia tech, I mean, the only thing that's been consistent with the Hokies under Fuente is their inconsistency. So it only makes sense after that big UNC win that they dropped this one. And you know, yeah, I mean, WVU they lost to Maryland by six, but in that game they lost a turnover battle four to nothing. Uh, oh, and and and, and what Do- Doji, the quarterback, because it's not yeah. Doge, it's like Doge, uh, He threw a pick in the end zone, and Letty Brown, I believe, fumbled inside the twenty-five. Yeah, crucial, yeah. crucial turnovers. That, that could have been a whole different game. They could have you know been on the right side of that. Um, so yeah, especially at home, I think. I think most people will be on the side of the Hokies after that big, you know, opening week win. So uh, I like to to fade them here and 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 go Mountaineers. Patty C, are you are you back in your uh, Hokies? I am back in the Hokies. Wow, North Carolina, uh, who Tech uh, obviously upset. Granted, the environment helped. Uh, played pretty well uh, last week against uh, Georgia, Georgia State. State. Put fifty nine on them. Middle Tennessee State or Middle Tennessee the week before had put fifty on Monmouth. Virginia Tech holds them to 10 and 14, respectively. That defense is very solid. Uh, West Virginia loses to a terrible Maryland team traditionally. The, granted, they're getting a little, they're getting better. Uh, <laughs> you just said Maryland was good. Well, <laughs> when, when did I say they were good? Uh, when we were previewing the Illinois game, you said, yeah. <laughs> I said they're getting better. <laughs> but, uh, and then what? They beat up on Long Island. What is that? Is that the the data point that we're looking at that suggests no, West Virginia's I think the, got tur- I think the turnovers uh, against Maryland. And I'll say their home record. They were undefeated at home last year, I believe. That's a good point. That's a fair point. Morgantown, you know, is going to get up for Virginia Tech. I'm, I'm very excited to watch this game. Yes, but the, the 9 a.m. slate. The Hokies just seem like a little bit great. better, but yeah, 9 a.m. slate. You're going to be here by 9 a.m. on Saturday because this slate at 9 a.m. the next game. Nebraska at Oklahoma guys. This is a rivalry that goes back a long, long way. It's look, I'm, this is why I'm saying it's better. You get Virginia tech, West Virginia, you get Nebraska, Oklahoma. These are games that should be happening every year. Um, and dude, that Nebraska, Oklahoma game is probably going to have a final score similar to that Bama Miami game. So I don't know how you're you're so excited to see you know the Cornhuskers versus Sooners. Well, Tulane lost by five in Norman. I think I think I think you know Nebraska fixed some things that looked pretty good against Buffalo. Uh, this is a twenty-two point spread. I'm all over Nebraska plus twenty-two. I don't know where to go with this. I don't know which Nebraska is going to show up. Watch out for the emergence of Samari Torre, the wide receiver from Montana. He had like 11 catches uh, in, in a game. Uh, what I think, uh, well, last week, I think he had two for like one something, but he had 11 catches the game prior. 
This guy's making an impact. I'm Mostly because their other guy's out. The the other starting receiver, he's banged up. He's not playing. I forget his name, but um, they were impressive against Buffalo. That score was fourteen to three going into the fourth quarter. At home against Buffalo, they were covering. Uh, <laughs> they pulled, wasn't that an eleven point away. spread? <laughs> they pulled away. Okay, but I don't know how impressive it was. I'm with you though. I think the spread's a little too high. Um, I don't think the Cornhuskers are going to sniff at winning this game. I think perhaps that game against Tulane was a wake up call for Oklahoma, but I'm envisioning a score of something like 42 to 21. You and weren't, I think you, you weren't at all concerned. Look, and I'm an Alex Grinch guy. You weren't concerned about that Oklahoma defense after the Tulane game because Western oh, Carolina, yeah. they laid, I, I locked up Oklahoma to beat Western Carolina laying 49 last week. Cause Western Carolina one win FCS team last year. Um, uh, that means nothing to me. That game means absolutely nothing to me. Right. And, and I go right. back to the Tulane game and I say, this defense did not look what it like, whatever yes. everyone was, was hyping this off season. Yes, definitely calls for concern, but can Nebraska take advantage of that? Can their bad offense take advantage of that? Yeah, it's a good point, but uh, I'm going to take 22 points all day. I wasn't so sure. I went back and forth on this, but I settled on the same side as you and I'll take the points. <clears throat> Disagree with both of you. Oh, Boomer sooner, baby. There we go. Look. There it is. Look. Uh <laughs> Nebraska is just inconsistent. Uh, uh Spencer Rattler completing 77% of his passes right now. Western Carolina. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of misleading of a stat, but a Tulane looking pretty good, so maybe that we maybe we're kind of giving Oklahoma too is much. Is Tulane better that. than Nebraska is the question. I think so. It could be. Yeah. It could yeah. be. No. Probably. That, that but said, that's still, I mean, it was only a five, a five point, point game games. and they had the ball to win the game. I don't the know fourth. that Nebraska yeah. or Tulane is that much better than Nebraska to make a 17 and a half point difference. But I just think Oklahoma is going to get off on Nebraska. I don't think scoring is going to be a problem. Maybe Oklahoma gives up 14, 21 points, but I bet Oklahoma gets into the high forties against Nebraska. Uh, so, okay. I like this. A lot of disagreeing early, but look, that's why this, this time slate is great. Cause look, I'm thinking big TV. We go w, dub, uh, West Virginia, Virginia tech. We got Nebraska, Oklahoma, and the other one, but then we have, check out this one out of nowhere, midnight, Mel Tucker <laughs> doing things, Michigan state at Miami. Is that My, another 9am game. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how Miami's ranked, but uh, they are. I'm confused. They, they needed a field goal that barely went in to beat app state. Um, they're laying six and a half. I don't know what side to do here. I'm taking Michigan State in the points because I think they're the more physical football team. Nick, yeah, I'm with you. You know, um, we're not sure exactly who Michigan State is. We we have a good idea who Miami is. Miami is the same school they've been the last four or five years. They're a slightly above average ACC school. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, I think that's pretty um, accurate. <laughs> I think with Michigan State, it was nice to see that they had a cupcake game, you know, after, so they opened up nice convincing win against Northwestern. The running game was really cranking. Then they had that cupcake game where their starters really didn't play most of the second half. Meanwhile, Miami has been in a gauntlet here. This is the third game in a row, tough games. I mean, Bama app state, they had to grind out that win. And now they have the third game in a row. And I think that's the difference. I think maybe Miami's tired. I think uh, maybe in the second half, the Sparty gets that running game going behind uh, Kenneth Walker Jr. or no, Kenneth Walker the third. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Um. And I, yeah. So I think I, I think my uh, Michigan State has a good chance to cover and potentially win this. Uh, I'm definitely not sold on on uh, Miami. 
Patty C, what are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, I think six is just a little too much for a, a ground control kind of game that I expect to see. I don't know that Miami is explosive. Six and a half, six right and now. a half. Yeah. yeah, then definitely, uh, definitely Michigan State is the play here. Not lockworthy, but I like it. Yeah, but that's another nine a.m. game. Guess what? The other nine a.m. game is it's uh, Cincinnati at Indiana, guys. Cincinnati's laying four. Uh, this was a really hard game for me to pick. I was on the uh, the show with Sean and Ryan on, on sports gambling podcast. Originally at two and a half, I was like, I'm taking Cincinnati. But when it jumps to three, I'm like, or three and a half. I think we picked it at three and a half over there. I'm like, I guess I'll take Indiana. They're at home. I don't have a good feel about this game, but I can't wait to watch it because Cincinnati they're now in the big 12, you know, pending, uh, but it's, it's a done deal. This is a big opportunity, big game for Luke Fickle. I mean, obviously the USC job open. Mike Baum, the guy who hired him at Cincinnati, now the athletic director of of USC. A lot of ties there. I, what do you make of this game, Nick? I'm all over the Bearcats. I'm a Bearcat believer. This is a top ten school in the nation. Last year, when they went undefeated in the regular season, lost that close bowl game to Georgia. That was no fluke. They are going to prove it. The boys from the American conference, the American athletic, they are going to be licking their chops for a piece at a big 10 school on their own, own home turf. Yeah. I mean, Indiana's going to be packed, but it's a noon kickoff that, that kind of, I mean, that's not as bad as if it was in like prime time or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm all over the Bearcats here. Anything. I mean, yeah, if you can get it around three or four, sure. I'd say up to seven. Lock it up for me. It's my first lock of the week. I like Cincinnati. Wow. Wow. Lock it up. Let's, let's uh, give him his music. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, look, it, isn't that a great 9am slate? Virginia tech, West Virginia, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Michigan state, Miami, Cincinnati, Indiana. Those are all fire games. Um, staying in the 9am slate though, BC without Phil Jerkovic plays at temple temple took care of business against Akron after uh, the bad loss to Rutgers. Are they getting it back on track? They're catching 15 and a half points. I, I didn't know what to do here because we just saw BC only beat UMass by what 14. I know Jerkovic got injured on like the fifth throw of that UMass game. So maybe that's not right, but look, temple can't throw the ball. I think the real problem with Boston college is their is their pass defense. I get. I, I'm going to take Boston College. I don't like it, but I'm laying 15 and a half in BC. Nick, I'm with you. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know this game. <laughs> this game's tricky because sometimes Boston College will play down to the level of their opponent, especially without their starting quarterback. But I mean, it's still, they're still just all around a way better team than Temple here. Temple struggled big time week one against uh, who they play. Um, Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah, Rutgers, yeah, Rutgers smoked them. So I'm gonna go Boston College. Patty C. Fifteen and a half seems like nothing. Of course, I mean you got to figure maybe with a week to prepare and get a new quarterback ready for Boston College, they're gonna make up the difference. Uh, they did struggle a little bit, which was surprising. But Temple beating up on Akron. That's what we expect. Tom Arthur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's in the running for worst quarterback or worst coach or having the worst team, at least in the country. So um, yeah, Boston college. Easy. All right. Another 9am game. Oh, these are 9am going chronologically here. Coastal Carolina, Buffalo, interesting matchup. Uh, Chanticleer is going all the way up to upstate New York. Uh, this line is currently at 14 or it opened up at 11. So money coming in on coastal. Uh, 
I'm going to take the bulls in 14. I, I, I did, Nick brought up the point. It was a 14, three game against Nebraska. I, I think Buffalo's better than perhaps what I was giving them credit for after Leopold left. I'm going to take the 14 and the bulls. Uh, very interested to watch this game. Actually, it's going to be on the, one of the other TVs. I got to throw this thing on Nick. What are you doing here? You're the, you're the coastal fan. Well, the line, the line's creeping up, you know, it's so it opened at 11 and a half. Um, I bet it early. I've, I'm locking it up under 14. I'm I'll still take coastal if it's 14 now. Yeah. Give me a lock for under. <laughs> That's his lock you know, music. <laughs> we saw my Chanticleers look a little sluggish against Kansas last week. What a lucky cover. But they flipped the switch and scored three touchdowns in a row second half. That's the potential of this offense. That's you know some of the big playmakers they have. And I think they go into Buffalo and I think they they win pretty easily. Wow, Patty C. Uh, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think uh, we're right at the point where you're starting to scare me. The line I I caught it at 13 and a half, and I'm still going coastal. But that said, Buffalo. Um, seven and one last year, including a win against Marshall. We just yeah. assuming that they fell off. This was the Mac. Uh, or it's yeah. a pretty big Mac yeah. versus Sunbelt matchup. Some yeah. pride on the line between these two conferences. I do think Coastal is better. Two touchdowns starting to push it, but I still think they get it because Coastal has firepower. Nice and and yeah. So they might have, you know Buffalo was playing Nebraska close through most of the game, but you just said Nebraska covered. If we're if we're doing that, you know, law of transitive properties. Well, Coastal Carolina is better than Nebraska. That's for certain. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> oh, come on! Last year's Coastal, maybe. This is a brand new year, buddy. Colby is drinking his own cool. Brand over new there. year, buddy. <laughs> uh, let's hop down to uh, another 9 a.m. kick on the West. Uh, noon for for the East. This is a dangerous game for the ACC. Western Michigan traveling to Pitt. Pitt. I locked them up minus two against Tennessee, and, and I felt like I I eked that fucking thing out. Fifteen points, Caleb Ellaby, the quarterback of Western Michigan. He's dynamic, as George Bush said. Um, what are you doing here, guys? I, I I'm gonna take Western Michigan in fifteen. I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think uh, Pitt is just too big of a question mark. Um, I mean, granted, they hammered UMass, but Western Michigan's in a different league than UMass. I don't know. Th- this Pitt could cover this too, though. They I, could cover. I don't it, have but a it, great feel for this. This is a slippery game. Pitt would. Pitt always plays down. We talked Boston College playing down. Well, Pitt's yeah. that team. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, look, this is they should have beat Tennessee way better than seven points. You think? Yes, they get a block punt. Like they just. Didn't capitalize. They're they're classic pit to me. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the 15 in Western Michigan. I'm not locking it up or anything, but give me the Broncos. Nick, what are you doing? I leaned pit, but I hear you. It's, it's, it was a tricky, it's a tricky line because just like I said, against Boston college Pitt can play down to the level of their opponents and they can sleepwalk through this game here. You know, it's not going to be a lively environment or anything. So uh, Western Michigan is solid. They got steamrolled by Michigan. But I don't know if Pitt is. I don't know if Pitt's rushing attack is as physical as Michigan's. Um, but at the end of the day, I I, I laid the fifteen. I went Pitt because they are a much better team. Uh, so we Patty C went Western Michigan, right? So we're we're yeah. good there. Okay, so so Nick, we have a lot of disagreements this week. I like it. I like, I like it. it. Staying with the Mac, Northern Illinois. 
traveling to Ann Arbor, Michigan. The spread is 27 right now. Uh, Michigan obviously laying 27 points against Northern Illinois. Rocky Lombardi. Didn't he beat Michigan la- last year? What, for uh, Michigan, Michigan State? State? Yeah, I believe now so. Now he's a quarterback Probably of not Northern Illinois yeah. coming into Ann Arbor, which he did last year, catching 27. This was a hard line for me. This was a really hard line for me. I I went Michigan, but I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. This is actually one of the ones I hate most on the whole slate. To tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean Northern Illinois. Uh, gosh, the one point win over Georgia Tech on the road is n- a nice look for them. Yeah. But does that mean you're going to keep it close against Michigan? You don't need to keep it seven, that close. seven point loss to Wyoming. Wyoming's decent. Decent. Yeah, I mean that that's my reasoning and. Michigan is still running the shit out of the ball. They have like 150 yards a game for two backs, you know? Yeah. So I want to say both of those dudes have a, a combined total of over 600 yards through two games. So Michigan is running the F out of the ball again. That means the clock is going to run. That means they're not going to blow them out by as much. I wouldn't think Nick. So Michigan beat Western Michigan 47 to 14 week one. I, I, I see a similar score here. I also lead Michigan. Hopefully I'm not going, you know, too chalky with all these favorites here, but it's hard to get behind a Mac school play in Michigan. You know, I don't trust Northern Illinois. So I went Michigan, not going to bet it myself, but that was my lean. Uh, yeah. I did hear Northern Illinois has a bit of a a soft defense, a soft run defense in particular. So if Michigan's just going to run through, I feel like Northern Illinois always shows up though against these, these, you know, they've won at Georgia tech. They've won at Maryland. They've won at Nebraska. They've won, you know, um, forgetting some more, but I'm saying they kind of show up in these big games. They've played good football so far. So Um, staying on the nine o'clock slate, final two games on the nine o'clock slate is Yukon at army army laying 34. And even this line sucks because it's a triple army. have like these 14 play drives that take up 12 minutes of, of game action makes you actually sweat this a little bit. No, I mean, I know I took army minus 34. Do I like it? No, not at all. Um, because army's army, they're good. I think their Munkins got them good, really good again, but they eat the clock, man. And it's tough to lay 34 points with the triple option team. It looks like the line's moving toward you kind. Cause I got it at 33. Nick, what are you doing here? I went UConn actually, so <laughs> give me a dog, give me a dog finally, and that'll be the Huskies from UConn. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe losing Randy Edsel is kind of an addition by subtraction. Maybe the players uh, well, they, have, scored, they scored zero against uh, Purdue last week. Uh, <laughs> no, and that might happen again. Uh, but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of times Army doesn't you know blow out some of these um, opponents. Uh, so it's going to be. I mean, it's, it's going to be close. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be sweating this out, but in this one, I took the points. Patty, see what are you doing? No, <laughs> Army <laughs> is going to blast <laughs> UConn. UConn's two FCS games right now: a 45 to zero loss at Fresno, a 49 uh, nothing loss at home against Purdue. They even lost a lone FCS game by 10. Army, meanwhile, beats uh, Georgia State by 33. And last week really kind of was giving it to Western Kentucky and then let Western Kentucky back in the game late. I think army destroys UConn. Well, well, I don't <laughs> That's what happens when you watch our, uh, UConn's offense. Um, <laughs> final 9 AM game, New Mexico, Rocky logs bunch two and O travels to college station where 
Texas A&M somehow is in the top 10. I hate college football. Um, they're not a top 10 team. Can we, I mean, they struggle against Kent state. They struggle against Colorado. Why is a and M number seven? This is what preseason rankings do to the sport. Um, they're laying 29 and a half though. I got it at 27 and a half earlier in the week and I took a and M <laughs> I got no idea. I hate dude. These lines have been, have been tough so far. Uh, uh, give me a and M I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did I go with this one? This one 29 is 29 and a half now. Oh man. It's, it's creeping up there. I took New Mexico um, just because it doesn't look like that. A&M offense is good enough to just, you know, put up 50 or something. So as long as Mexico can, you know, maybe score 10 or 14, I think they have a chance to cover. Well, let me say this, uh, that quarterback uh, Calzada, is that it? Yeah. For uh, you know, not not great stats. Eighteen for thirty nine so far on the season. So forty six percent completion percentage. <laughs> Room for improvement. But I will say this: they had two drives with him that were the best two drives of the game. One obviously yeah. for the touchdown, yeah. and the other one where yeah. they got down to the goal line. So I don't know that there's a huge drop off with Haynes King. I do get what you're saying in terms of that all, neither time with either quarterback is that offense well, explosive. Kent State's defense wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they they are able to run the ball though. So I think they can lean on that. New Mexico, two and zero though, thirty points. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I took A and M. I took A and M too. I don't. This is, I I feel like these are some of the hardest games. I think between Northern Illinois, Michigan, UConn, Army, New Mexico, Texas A and M. Those are some of the hardest handicaps on this whole slate. Yeah. No. No matter who I pick, I feel like I'm going to lose that game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, folks. I want to well, tell you what, what's that. I was gonna say, whenever you're dealing with that big of margins, it, you know, it's it's like some of those college basketball margins where it's like laying, you know, 32 points or something. You're like, ah, come on. I mean, you know, because <laughs> the, the team could be cruising and then they bring in their third stringers, the other team comes back, backdoors it. But anyway, go ahead, man. Yeah, I want to tell you guys out there that the college football experience is brought to you by PropSwap. Yes, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. Browse the activity feed to stay in the know. A loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much, much more. Use the promo code SGPN on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. I mean, come on. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just has to improve. When making your bets, always remember to go for two, you know, get two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for profit and then you keep one for yourself. Give yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for your tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Um, this is the, so I concluded the 9 a.m. slate. That was only the 9 a.m. slate. That's heat, right? Well, check this out. In the middle of the 9 a.m. slate, like an hour into the fucking thing, we get Minnesota row the boat traveling to Boulder, Colorado, where the last, where the A&M game should have happened. And they probably would have lost because of that. Uh, and I don't know how Colorado's a favorite here, Colorado minus three guys in Boulder. Uh, I know it was an impressive performance last week, but will you guys be <laughs> will you guys be a guy on a Buffalo? I, I, I tell you this, man. I love Colorado. They're my team. One of my teams, 
I'm taking Minnesota plus three all day. Colorado struggles to throw the ball down the field. I don't have faith in a one dimensional offense like that. And unfortunately with the quarterback situation, the way it is right now in Boulder. And I like Brandon Lewis. I think in time it will be solid, but right now there's a learning curve and uh, give me, give me row the boat plus three in Boulder. Uh, maybe, I mean, uh, a and M has a pretty salty defense traditionally. So that could be a big part of the explanation as to why Colorado couldn't move the ball or put up points. Meanwhile, does, does, does Northern Colorado also? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, they put up thirty-five, but yes, uh, I, Brandon Lewis—they completely didn't didn't trust they him. They should have put air. up more than thirty-five on Northern Colorado. That's yeah. true. Um, I don't know. I don't think they have a good offense. Having watched them a little bit, yeah, you're right, Brandon Lewis. Not not much of a, an accuracy. He's, He's playing like a freshman, not a marksman yeah. by any I mean, any stretch. And when I say freshman, not one of these Spencer Rattler freshmen. Just a guy who's who's been all right, but I mean, he's a freshman. That's 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 what it is. And you're telling me Tanner Morgan. And row the boat, who I think are getting probably misvalued a little bit because they played Miami, Ohio close, where Colorado played A and M close. So I think they're they're misvalued. Give me, uh, unfortunately, give me the Gophers in Boulder. Ibrahim ain't walking through that door, buddy. He's all crutched up on the sideline, and that was Miami or Minnesota's entire offense against Ohio State, and they weren't able to move the ball at all after he left. And they barely beat Miami of Ohio by five last week. No. Give me Colorado. Give me the bus. Give me Carl Durrell. I'm a guy on a Buffalo. Nick, what are you doing here? I agree with Colby. I went Minnesota here, um, but I think it's similar to the, these other lines where it was kind of hard to choose a side here just because both teams, I mean, you mentioned Colorado's lack of a passing game. Well, Minnesota's kind of the same way, especially with Alden bell hurt. Unless he, he, there's a chance he's back their top receiver that could help. Uh, in, in general, I'm a little bit higher on the golden gophers though. Granted they have to travel, you know, I guess halfway across, across the country, or at least through a, a, you know, a handful of States into, into a, a pretty good home environment, but I went Minnesota. Yeah. I will say that Colorado's defense. I was impressed by both yeah. games, both games, uh, you know, getting that new DC and coming from Gary Barnett, that was Gary Barnett's recommendation. I thought that was a, uh, a very nice performance for so far two weeks in. Yeah, I mean Buffs defense. A and M had to fight for points. Yeah. Um that's but that's okay. So like at the end of the nine AM games or whatever wherever your location is watching, you know, whatever the time would be, the noon games on the on the east, like I said, Colorado, Minnesota tip at like one or kick at one. Then at, at halftime we get Nevada at K State. That's a that's a sneaky game, and unfortunately for Kansas State, we talked about this. I think a little bit earlier. Skylar Thompson out for the year, so now Nevada's a favorite in Manhattan. And look, I, I like Carson Strong. I like Nevada. I'm still gonna take K State because of Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to get it done. I I think this is a great game, though. I expect this to be a 30 to 27 game, something like that. I guess I'm going K State. Don't love it. What are you guys doing here, Nick? Nevada, I that offense with Will Howard last year was just pitiful. They just couldn't do anything. Nevada already showed they can go on the road, and the, you know they went into Berkeley and beat Cal. I think they do it again. Wow, Patty C. Ah, this is tough, and your point is probably the most important, Colby. As far as I'm concerned, it's Manhattan, Kansas. You know, and I do do think all the numbers point to Nevada, and so it makes sense that they're favored by two, but. 
Manhattan's too tough to play in. I trust Manhattan. So give me Kansas State. There we go. Uh so then seems look. like you guys are agreeing on that side of the table. And I'm on my own here on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, I've been disagreeing with this idiot across the table with me all day. Pat took right. Colorado, didn't he? Yeah, true, good point. Nick, Nick feels Nick feels isolated out on the East Coast. There, we're yeah. we're with you. I'm with you in spirit. Yeah, ACC Nick's okay. having a tough year. Right? It is all right. It's been a rough start to the season. Okay. Uh, once again, same time slot in a way. Like going on Purdue Notre Dame kicks then in that somewhere in the third quarter of the or, the morning games. I'll, I'll tell you this: when this line opened at 11, I jumped all over Purdue. Yeah. It's down to seven and a half or seven. Shop around. Notre Dame should have lost last week. Notre Dame, there's red flags everywhere on Notre Dame. I mean, when you consider Florida State lost to Jacksonville State, they needed overtime to get that done, and then Toledo t- has the lead in that game with a minute left. I, I'm on Purdue in the points here, and I think Jeff Brom and Purdue might be uh, off to a three and zero start when we are going to f- look like fools with with Purdue guys. I, I think you sprinkle some on the money line. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. I'm see, I'm, I'm getting it at eight. Yeah, but that's that's borderline lock worthy for me. Purdue has looked great through two games. Granted, I mean beating Oregon State is very good, but not amazing. Uh, but it's great for Purdue, and then obviously shellacking UConn. And meanwhile, like you said, Notre Dame squeaking by two pretty bad teams. So yeah. I don't know about Toledo. What is Toledo? No, I think they're going to be a good they're, Mac they're, school. They're decent, but, but they're Mac. Yeah. You know? Uh, Marcus uh, Freeman's defense is a question mark. Are you concerned that all the money's coming in on Purdue? No, I mean Notre Dame has explosive players. Their offense moved; it, it's evident. But uh, and I, I like that Buckner kid getting some reps. He was able to move the ball with his legs, so maybe there's an extra element there. But still, Purdue just looks better right now. Nick, what are you doing here? What I'm concerned about is uh, Purdue's track record for the last 20 years. <laughs> hey, when I did the Notre Dame podcast with Dan O'Carter, who's who's a comedian I know that uh, went to Notre Dame, he said Purdue always plays them tough, though. It's the little brother factor. Yeah, yeah. In-state rivalry. I am with you. I'm going Purdue. Um, I'm not locking it up or anything, especially now that it's down to only a touchdown. But this would be huge, huge for the Boilermakers. Um, how does Trump say it? Huge, huge. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if Purdue can win this, they start off three and zero, and then they have two straight home games against uh, Illinois and Minnesota. Very winnable. Yeah, you know, talking five uh, and zero. Then they could end up yeah, five and zero. They can sneak this one out somehow. Maybe Colby was onto something with uh, those Boilermakers, but uh, yeah, it's too many points right now. It's hard to trust Notre Dame. Still ranked number twelve somehow. I'm not not sure why, but um, yeah, I'm on Purdue. That's that's the preseason rankings. Man. Yeah, you're not sure why, and yet we've seen this every uh, year yeah. for the last thirty years with Notre Dame. None of right. us are sure why. <laughs> and you hung in with the best college football team in the land. Uh no, they're not the best. Uh okay, now we get to that 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 noon slate over here on the west, and that three thirty slate, and I'm gonna open this up. Guys, uh, Eastern Michigan last week had to face Wisconsin. My number one lock of the day, Wisconsin cash it. Uh, Eastern Michigan only had 92 yards of offense against uh, Wisconsin, but that was I, I saw that one coming a mile away. Their style does not match up with Wisconsin. They are the Wisconsin of the MAC. Well, guess what? Now they travel to UMass. UMass just covered minus 17. Now this 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 line has jumped some. <laughs> I've seen it now at 20. 
Um, Eastern Michigan minus twenty now in Amherst, guys. I'm saying minus twenty two. So yeah, well, money's coming all in. I don't know if I'd go past twenty one, but I can tell you this: at twenty, this is a Dundee special. Chris Creighton gets back on track. I'm locking up Eastern Michigan. I actually have it at like seventeen uh, at my ticket from earlier in the week. At I wouldn't go past twenty one though, because Eastern Michigan's not that type of team to really run it up on you. I think they're three touchdowns better than 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 UMass. But I also think after that they will call off the dogs and and their style of play of running and I just don't see them like winning fifty five to seven. You know what I mean? Like Chris I, Creighton won. Like we looked at this before. Like yeah, seventy five straight games were within a touchdown yeah. one way or the yeah. other, win or loss for him. But they didn't play UMass. That's true. But <laughs> UMass okay had a decent little game against well. BC starting quarterback did go out in the third play of the game. Uh, Eastern Michigan's only win came against St. Francis who went and lost by 17 to Delaware the next week. So uh, I don't know that it's not a bad loss. um, Yeah. It's not a terrible loss for St. Francis, but still it's not a Delaware is good. Yeah. It's not, I mean, basically Eastern Michigan's about as good as Delaware. If, if the scores hold up and is Delaware 20 points better than Eastern or than UMass. Maybe, maybe (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's about right. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I like I said, I advise my clients if this is over twenty one for you, I'd say stay away. Like I said, I bet it at seventeen earlier in the week. I locked this thing up. Me and Sean and, and Ryan did that pod. It was at seventeen on Monday. I feel great at it when it's at seventeen. I feel good at eighteen, nineteen, twenty. After at twenty one is where it starts to get a little. I still bet it at twenty one, but I, I don't go an, an inch higher than twenty one. Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I mean UMass is still on on auto fade. I'm on Eastern Michigan, but I think you summed it up pretty well. I mean Eastern Michigan's not going to win by 40, so you know I'm, I'm not going to bet it currently where the line is at. But if you t- ask me to pick a side, there's no way I'm going UMass. So yeah, go Eastern Michigan. Disagree. Yeah. I'm seeing 21 and a half right now. Mm. Give me the Minutemen. Oh, there you go. You you've always been a Minuteman, Patty C. Huh? Damn right, and proud of it. It's a right. race. Um, <laughs> just efficient. That's right. I don't exactly. want to waste her time. All right. Well, or, speaking or of yours, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Um, well, anyway, I mean, look, this, this Eastern Michigan offense is going to dominate them. Chris Creighton, baby doing things. All right. Uh, look, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by keeps. Yes. Keeps offers a simple stress-free where way. I'm sorry, not where a stress-free way to keep your hair convenient virtual doctor cons- uh, consultations and, and medications delivered straight to your door. Every three months, you don't have to leave your home. You gotta love that low cost treatment started like t- $10 per month and keeps offers, you know, uh, d- d- generic versions. I mean, it, it, they offer whatever you want. If you want, there's several options you can do here, but the basic is at $10 a month. They have discrete packaging and proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take, you know, four to six months uh, to see results. So please act fast. Um, I also want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for sports betting picks, helmed by a team of trend watch watching data deva- Jesus, I can't talk. Trend watching data devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport. Loaded with best bets, props, 
parlays. You can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free. Found your pick. We'll search the latest sports book promotions to sign up for an account, compare the odds and finally place your bet. Download the PicksWise app now just to make your next bet better. I mean, that's that obvious. Picks by uh, picks wise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. God damn. I was having a hard time talking right there, guys. It's Vegas. Struggle. Vegas. <laughs> All right, so that noon 30 slate out here on the West, 3:30 for you over there NC Nick. We had Eastern Michigan UMass to to kick that thing off, and I know you're excited for that one. <laughs> Big um, time. But then uh Kent State, the Golden Flashes. At Iowa, Iowa City, interesting game because Iowa could have a letdown spot after a huge win. Uh, we were right on that. We were all over that against um, Iowa State. And how many uh, Kirk Ferentz needs an award because <laughs> I feel like Iowa scores more defensive touchdowns than every team in the nation. Right now, yes. No, but I feel like this is like his whole career in general. They always get a defensive touchdown. I feel like every game that I watch that they win, which you know they go like eight and four every year. Yeah. There's like multiple defensive touchdowns or a block punt for a touchdown. That's why. And, and, and look, the Iowa State game, like, I like Matt Campbell. I think he's doing a great job. But the problem is, is he normally, I think, out schemes Iowa. Or, no, I'm sorry, not Iowa, other teams. Yeah. Well, there's no out scheming Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. Like, his guys can't dial are anything play up on him. Right? Turnover free football, and they're going to force you into making a few mistakes and, and have great special teams. Yeah, just have way better fundamentals. Yeah, I mean it's almost amazing. Like I, I feel like Iowa, it's one of my favorite teams to watch in in all of college football because of what Kirk Ferris does year in, year out. Well, if you want, it was it was asinine that they were getting more than a field goal against Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But like Brees Hall doesn't fumble that that ball inside his own five, where Iowa took it right back for a touchdown. It might have been a, a different game, but that that was everything. That fumble was everything. Yeah, that put the game out of reach because you knew. Iowa State, as much as you could say Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, whatever, Xavier Hutchinson, you're not going to be able to put that, you're not going to be able to score that many points that fast on Iowa's defense. It's, yeah. not, it's not possible. I'll be honest, yeah. I turned the jail and when I turned back, the game was over. I was like, damn it. Yeah. So, uh, Kent State's catching 23, guys. I'm going to ride Kent State to, to hang around just enough with Dustin Crum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a code on the barbarian reference. If you didn't know that, um, we got to get the sound, bite. I that. need to get that sound bite for that. But uh, <laughs> Dustin crumb, the quarterback of Kent state, um, this guy's good. I mean, look, they played Texas A&M tough, especially in the first half. I could see a letdown spot for Iowa. You've won two huge games to start the season. Shout out to us. I'm saying shout out to Kirk Ferentz. And we were all on Iowa, Patty C. We said, look at last year. They lost the first two games of uh, uh, Spencer Petrus's first two games yeah. where he made turnovers. And ever since then, he started fixing the turnover problem. And really, that's what it is. Is people can make fun of it all they want and say, "Well, he still threw for 106 yards." I, it doesn't matter though. Yeah. If, uh, if you don't turn the ball over at Iowa and you can run like they do, that's all they're asking for. Yeah, and play great special teams. Their punter always good. They're, they manage great, the game. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they do. They don't make mistakes. And they force you to make mistakes. So, dude, uh, Iowa was my high school. I mean, they're probably most high schools in America. They basically just play amazing high school football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Kent State though until 23 points. I think I think Iowa wins. I don't know, 35-17 or something. Give me a uh, Kent State to get it done. Nick, what are you doing? I agree. I think Kent State can score a touchdown or two, maybe 10 points, and I think that will probably be enough to cover because Iowa's 
you know, similar to other schools that we mentioned. And once again, we have another big spread, a max school going up against a power five. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the points with Kent state and they, they eke out a cover here. Patty C, what are you doing? I'm going the other way, man. Hawkeyes. I'm going Hawkeyes. I think uh, you're talking about them shutting down a pretty good offense in Iowa State. Obviously, the week before, who they uh, completely shut down? Indiana. Uh, Indiana. So they only gave up six there. So I think Kent State's going to struggle to score. I think Iowa State's going to get you know in, Iowa State or Iowa, Iowa rather yeah. will get into the 30s, and I think they'll they'll get enough. So I'm curious. You know, at noon 30, we get this Bama Florida game, which we'll get to in a minute here. But look at that noon 30 lineup uh, for me out here in the West, Bama, Florida. Uh, you got, you got Kent state, Iowa. No, but you got this one, the next game on the slate, USC at Washington state guys, USC minus eight and a half right now. I'm going to ride. You know, obviously we know Helton's gone interim head coach in. I don't know what Washington state is, but I think they should have beat Portland state by more and that Utah state loss. I, from what I understand, like there's, I don't know. I, it, I love Wazoo. I love Rolovich is our guy. I love Nick Rolovich, but yeah, I, I think there's problems right now between things with politics and, and stuff going on there. I I'm taking USC and I'm locking this one up. I'm taking you guys to the land down under. You think he's having some trouble up with the uh, admin up there? I think so. And they had signs. Uh, oh yeah. The COVID yeah, shit. Yeah. So on, man. Uh, I'm going to take USC minus eight and a half. I'm going to lock that thing up on the road. That's ballsy. Point. That's ballsy to lock up a school on the road in a tough environment who just fired their coach. It is, but I'm doing it. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. I'm taking the points, man. I think I'm glad that Jaden Delore is now the starter. I don't know why they had Guantanamo Bay in there to start the season. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think it's too many points, man. Talking about, I mean, last time USC went into Washington state, granted Mike Leach was there. They lost. That's a tough place to play. So give me Wazoo and the points all day, Patty. I was leaning USC at first, just because I thought they're that much more talented. But the more I think about it, a lot of factors leaning in Wazoo's favor. I think Washington state gets a cover. Boom. There you go. I hope I, I wouldn't be mad if I'm wrong there. Sprinkle some on the money line. Yeah. Sprinkle there we go. some on the money line. There we go. Um, all right. Well, that's at noon 30. Also at noon 30, Tulsa, the golden hurricane travel to Columbus, Ohio. This I'm will a, be a destruction. Here comes another. I am locking up Ohio state minus 24 and a half. They're going to roll. They're, they're going to roll Tulsa, Tulsa Davis. Brin, he's not a very good quarterback. I think he's going to struggle even with the Ohio state's defensive woes. They're going to get back on track and they get it done against the golden hurricane. It's a lock. Those are both my locks back to back. Anyone else want to lock this up with me? Double lock that. Oh, Nick, you could talk me into it. I'm definitely on the Buckeyes. Let me see. Let me see where it's at here on tally site. Hang on, hang on. Let me sure. Make sure it's not going up here. It's up to 25, 25, 24 and a half here. I'm seeing, but I mean, what, what's the other half point? You know what I, you know what I'm gonna lock up is the over over 60. Yeah. So you're not taking, we're not triple locking this though with Ohio state. I want to hear the music triple lock it. Give us that sweet music. There we go. Our first triple lock of the week. 
look. Ohio we, State Buckeyes. Oregon may be really good, and Ohio State hung with them and was coming back late. They fell down early by what? Two touchdowns. And Tulsa lost to UC Davis. They they Tulsa's stayed in that, terrible. They stayed in that OK State game, but OK State not very good. OK maybe. State terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and that was my lock from last week was was Tulsa covering that, and they they did. Uh, but sorry, Tulsa, not today. Yeah. <laughs> and Ohio State's in a revenge spot. Yeah. You know. Ryan Day got in their ass all week. Yeah. Uh. Well, look, I, I touched on that nine a.m. slate with the like I said noon thirty. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to Bama Florida, which is a noon thirty game. I, I USC Washington State I think is compelling too. That's at that time slot, and then this one suddenly compelling, Florida State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest laying five and a half. Guys, if Norval loses this. I mean, do you think they're going to give them another year if they have like a three and nine season? <laughs> uh, depends on who's out on the market. I think. What is this? He's going to his third year, second year. So this is, so second is that year, it? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. yeah. Come on. I mean, and, and one of those years was COVID. I think he gets one more year, right? He probably should. It's going to be, this is like must watch TV for me. Now this game went from like being shitty to, Hey, now I'm really I really can't wait to root for Wake Forest. It's true. <laughs> Let's be real about Florida State. I didn't get to watch a lot of the Jacksonville State game, but apparently Florida State was up like 14 with like only like um, two minutes left or something like that. No, 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 no. It was. Uh, it was. This was a game that was I think seven, seven and a half of memory serves. Well, me I think Florida State was up and then they were going in for a touchdown to go up by 14 maybe, and it got called back or there was some kind of maybe they turned it over at the five yard line. But this was I we I watched this in the the sports book. This was a one score game majority of the game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I didn't watch it, so I didn't hear all I saw. It was, was like fourteen to seven for the most of the second half, I feel like. I mean yeah. I, I granted I was completely housed, but right. I'm saying like it was like seven. I sent you guys the photo at halftime. I think Florida like, state's not good. Jacksonville state is a good FCS. Notre Dame's probably not good, but Florida state isn't far away from being two and out. Let's be honest. But Jackson, pretty close. Jacksonville <laughs> state lost to UAB 31, nothing the week before. Did they really? Yeah. Ugh. And then UAB went and got <laughs> destroyed by Georgia. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Florida state is terrible. I think the play uh, for go ahead. Nick. So what's, so what side are you on here? I'm, You're I'm, getting what was it? Is it five and a half right now? I'm taking Florida State because they seem to always play Wake well. That they are four and one in the last five, it, with their only it, loss being a two point loss in Winston Salem in 2019. I think Wake Forest is the better team, though. I think Wake Forest is going to win this game at five and a half or six. I took Florida State. I see this as like a 33 31 game or something like that. I, but I lean like you can tell me Sam Hartman and, and, and Dave Clawson or, or, you know, quarterback by committee and uh, you know, uh, Norvell who I'm not sold on. I'm taking Clawson. I think they're going to get the win, but give me Florida state in the points. I think it's a close game. Yeah. You might be right. Five might be pushing it for wake. Uh, Florida state's been able to keep both their games pretty close so far. So uh, wake out, right? Florida state on the uh, cover, Nick. I'm going wake also. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm going Florida State also. Um, I didn't watch the game last week. Me and Alan Cooley were getting hammered at, at you know day drinking in Myrtle Beach. Uh, <laughs> shout out but, to shout yeah. out to one Alan Cooley. Hell of a good <laughs> hell of a good guy. So um, and I, actually, I think uh, they said Mackenzie Milton's going to get the start, and there, there's no or and or or in the um, depth chart. So it sounds like he's going to play this whole game, which I think is good. 
And yeah, I mean, usually Florida State, as bad as they've been the last five years, they're bigger and more athletic than than Wake Forest, and that has you know paid dividends for them in this game. So I, I think they can at least cover this, if not win outright. There we go. All right, folks. Um, listen to part two. This is the conclusion of part one. We we'll have the rest of the picks for week three on part two. This concludes it. Well, this is the college football experience. Part one. Signing off. <laughs>